what's up, TS gang? It's your boy Zay with the cast back with another episode of Talking Spit. Today we have a returning guest I went on live with back in 2020. Um, the lovely Kiana, Kiana Randolph. Kiana, if you want to introduce yourself, you can. My name is Kiana. I'm 17. So, like, that's all they want to know. I'm guessing, like, that's it. <laughs> you know, where you go to school at? I go to Little Flower. Yeah. I'm a senior. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, Today, Kiana is joining us for our Black History Month theme episode for the month of February. Before we begin, how is everybody doing? Good. Bro. Hey, I'm chilling. Everybody chilling? Almost, almost through February. Everybody had a good month so far? No. Yeah. Uh, before, we, <laughs> before we start, shout out to Tisa for dropping out his Valentine's Day hoodies. Uh, bag talk, bag talk. Yes, we got the white hoodies. We got the black yes, hoodies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You want, you want, you want, you want some hoodies? For you? you want some? You know what I'm saying, go to the boy Tease, Bag Talk Incorporated, or yes. Westside yes. Amar on Instagram. Hit him up, please. Okay. Please, his please. name is in the bio. His name is in the bio. Definitely get in the him. bio. But anyway, for the real talking spit fans out there, the real TS gang, y'all know me and Kiana did an episode back in 2020 talking about the uh what black women do in America, how they seen in other people's eyes and what they actually mean to everybody else. Um, there's a very much a huge topic that no one talks about and it is really huge, the impact they have in the world today. Whether it's a movie, whether they're abolitionists and just political um, figures in general. You know I'm saying we, had, we actually had the very first black vice president in office. And to me, it's crazy. I feel like it's not really looked at that much because of how other people view her, but all in all, it's still huge. So before we even get started in the episode, I want to know what y'all guys think on Kamala Harris just being in office. Um, I can go. Uh, I feel like it's groundbreaking. Like you know, next thing you know, it's going to be the first um black woman that's the president. So you know, that's it's just like a stepping stone. I feel like, and. You know, it's more to come. I don't feel like this is the end. Like, I don't feel like, like, it's just going to stop with her. I doubt that, so. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what she said. I feel like um, this happening is kind of a stepping stone for African-American women to just do what they want to do. And, like, she's just someone that they can look up to. And she's at the top of the bar of what she's trying to do. And so every other woman, they know that they can get where they need to be, regardless of if they're a woman or not, they can, you know, they can go up there because someone's up there already. Yeah, and then just to go off of what Sean said, I definitely agree with, the, like, the role from the role model aspect because, like, just growing up as a, a African-American in general, let alone African-American female or male, like, having somebody that you could look up to other than, like, you know, people who are, like, uh, athletes or, you know, actresses or, you know, like, artists, stuff like that. You got somebody that went a different route and then you know that you could reach that that apex also. Definitely, definitely huge. I feel like it's good to see that women can definitely just be something more than what their stereotypical jobs can be, like nurses and hair technicians and shit like that. You know, we're more than just what people see us as. And that's why I, that's why we are here on Talking Spit. We say multiple times that you never want to put one label on anybody. Anybody can be multiple things rather than what you just see them as. And I think Kamala Harris proved that 
she's just she's more than what you know people see on her skin. She's now a vice president of the United States, which is fucking crazy. Um, but before any of that, African Americans have been struggling hugely, and you thought men had it bad, women had it even worse, and I feel like that's why for us to talk about it now is very, very much important. And the significance they have on the world is huge. But I wanna talk about the actors real quick. So I don't know if y'all seen this post or not, but multiple actresses have came out that worked through Hollywood. And you know, there's makeup people, there's people do all this stuff in the movies and stuff. And apparently there are not many, if any, people who do their hair. They do their own hair. What do y'all think about that? Like, I feel like, for me personally, I feel like in Hollywood, it's a big city, it's big names and all that. You would think there'd be somebody they can find to do these women's hair, but there's no one, like nobody. They, they do their own hair because they don't want other people to mess up. So what do y'all think about that? Um, I feel like they have things in place, just like any other thing that stops Black people from, you know, being in that type of league like they they said that um because I like started to look it up because I was curious and they said that like there's a whole like like it's like steps to becoming a celebrity mm -hmm. hairstylist so you know if you just do here on the side but you're really good at it you do here on the side you're probably not you're going to have to go through so many things at that point you're going to want your own shop if you're doing all these steps just to become that so most black women that are good hairstylists or whatever they're not going to become that because it takes so long it's probably costs a lot of money too so then we're stuck with people that know nothing about our hair know nothing about what it what we had to put in our hair what we need for our hair what our necessities for our hair they don't know so then it results to us having to do our own hair even though there are people are like you know co-stars that um get their hair done as soon as they're gonna set now we got to take we got to get up extra early it's like some people i forgot who was it but they were like oh yeah like I had to get up at a certain time to do my own hair and I don't get paid for that like I don't get paid right. to do my own hair you know so yeah and then I feel like the goal for that I feel as though like uh African-American females have like a distinct look like it's always something mm -hmm. about their hair like that might be one of the first things that you notice like that's some that's a woman that carries herself a certain type of way like her her, her hair is always like looks up to date and like new and you know, just rejuvenated stuff like that, just the way she carries herself in general. So for something like that to get to when like it gets to that point, and it really and the African American women get to really take over like the show business stuff like that, and places like Hollywood and New York stuff like, like those big cities is really going to put a whole different outlook on like TV shows, the movie set, all that because they they give off just the certain type of aura and they give the certain type of look when they like just not even doing their own hair, just doing other people's hair and not just the hair itself. Like, it gives you, like, a different type of feeling. Like, when you get your hair done or when you get your hair cut, something like that, like, it gives you that feeling like that. Like, you mm -hmm. feel like a whole different person. So I feel like once we once we get to to the place where we can put start to put our mark on things more than we already have now, I feel like it's going to be, like, a whole different, like, everything is going to just be a, a great turnaround. Right. Yeah. I agree with Chi and you. I feel like it could be more like a role model perspective there was more like african-american um male techs i mean uh um like hair techs that were out there in like the movie industry or the tv industry they were more out there and they like like showed it more they like showed off oh yeah i'm here i'm doing this yada yada, yada. that would push more african-american women to want to 
even even though it might cost more or it might be like kind of a struggle to get to that point, the more they see someone um, being that, like who they want to be, that African-American woman doing an African-American woman's hair for a movie or something like that, the more they see that, then I feel like the more they will want to go for that and we'll end up having more like African-American women to be able to help us like help African-American women out that are in the actual movies and in the TV shows. So I feel like it's just a, the fact that like more people need to do it so they understand why, so like the actual industry understands why they need to make it a little bit easier for black women to get to that position. Um, I feel like everybody has a talent and I feel like, and we still talking about here, here, everyone has a talent and I feel like when it, like actresses, anybody that wants to do something in life, they work hard for it, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that, and this is, it, it kills me because this is still happening today. You know what I'm saying? People, people, African-American women, are, they still don't have technicians. They still do their own hair and stuff, which is beyond me, honestly. And I think, do y'all think that if we, uh, if they let, you know, if they were to like lower some of the expectation and just let African-American hairstylists come in, do you think it'd like make a difference at all? Because I feel like, personally, I want to say, I want to say it's racist or anything, but it's definitely biased of who they let on set, who do not let on set. Because big productions cost a lot of money. And to have people, um, you know, just wandering around, not doing what they're supposed to be doing, don't get me wrong. It's a responsibility and it's accountability at the end of the day. But for you can't have a good show without the actors and actresses. And if they're not up to par and not in the best of mood, then they're not going to get the best product. So do you guys think that lowering the standards to let African-American hairstylers or someone that can possibly do their hair make it better for them or not? I feel like they don't need to lower the standards. I feel like they just need to change how the game is looked at. Like everyone is given a fair chance. Not not necessarily them needing to lower the standards, because I feel like like black like black women are strong, independent like black women. That's what we want in that position. So we there's no need to lower the standards for them if they can if they know that what they're capable of. But just giving them a fair shot, just like everyone else. That's I feel like that's what the problem is. Um. Also, I do feel like they should also seek out. Um, yeah. But more black hairstyles because if you have black women on set and you want them to have a natural look, you can't have a white girl doing it. I'm sorry, she knows nothing about 4C hair. So how do you expect a white girl that doesn't know anything about 4C hair to do my hair? And then you mean yeah. tell me, oh, she don't know how to do it, so she either gonna have me looking crazy on set or I'm gonna have to do it myself. So I feel like maybe they should seek out more. I don't feel like they look for us. So not only yeah. are their standards really high, but they also don't seek us. So they're not going to be one of a bunch of black people on set. I'm sorry, they, they probably don't. So not only are the standards high, they also don't want us. So and I feel like another thing to go with that is the simple fact that everything is different now. Like every, like all of the movies and stuff is like so mainstream, like they're so stuck in their ways. But now everything has switched over to like a lot of people, a lot of hairstyles and stuff like that get like, get a lot of their promotion stuff like that off of social media. Just like the simple fact how you could start with just simple doing hair at your house. Then you start going up off that, going mm-hmm. up there, everybody posts you, you make a page. Then after you make a page, you go years, years just doing that at a specific place. Then you get, then you start paying rent at a shop. And eventually you could get your own shop. Like the boy that do Ari and everybody hair, like he started mm-hmm. doing Ari hair. Now he's doing all the girls around their hair. And then mm-hmm. all the girls in the industry, in the music industry want to go to him. 
Like Lil right. Dirk put him in a song saying like, if I want to get my girl hair done, I'm going to take him to him. Like, that's like, right. that's how you, you just got to build your own name up. So I feel as though it's just like two different sides. Like, it's not that they're not, it's not that the African-American hairstyles in general are not making money. It's just a simple fact that they're on two different wavelengths. So right. if you can get just one person to try to switch over. And then once you get one person in the door then just try to bring everybody else in the door. So I feel like it's not like lowering the standard. It's just somebody that got be willing to take that jump without seeing mm-hmm. where they're going to land at. Right. Um, I just thought of something like, I don't know why, but like when you first like brung up like celebrities, I thought you were going to be talking about, I don't know if you saw like the video of Viola Davis or like, um, it was about like Tiffany Haddish or whatever. And like, she basically saying they weren't going to pay her for doing hosting the Grammys. I don't, Y'all never heard of that? Yeah, I know. I think I know. Yeah, they said basically that they wanted her to host the Grammys, but like not pay her because it was going to be virtual. And then she basically turned them down because they're like, how are you not going to pay me for like doing that? And then like Viola Davis wound up having a video um, and she was talking about how like I'm in the same category as like Mel Streep and like, um, actresses up there but I don't get paid the same because of how I look and who I am and I was like that's crazy but I don't know I just thought of that like with the whole like actress I mean with the whole um hairstylist thing I don't know why but no that's that's no that's a good mental on yeah. our part bad mental on their part because ever to have yeah, someone, terrible you, know how, right. you know how big the fucking Grammys is for someone not to get paid right. even though and then being right. like to be virtual is just a fucking excuse People soon get dressed up and get the awards and have their speeches and all that. All right. That's just that's um the system is just so weird. And I feel like that's that's just something I also wanted to talk touch on. Anybody else wanted to talk about that? Like had it yeah, I just wanted to, Yeah, like yeah, go go, like for for what she said about the grant, I feel as though that's a I feel as though that's like a loophole type thing. Like I can mm-hmm. see like just stepping back, like not just being the oh yeah, they should pay or stuff like that. Like I definitely feel as though you should get paid for that. But then I also see where the industry is coming from. They feel as though, oh, you're gonna be in the confines of your home. We're not really making a lot of revenue from this because like once you go on Zoom, you could like or they could live stream it and it could be on TV. So it's not mm-hmm. like they're really making them the little bit of money they might get is from like the television, like what channels they're going the channels are gonna pay them for that for all the views and stuff like that. But other than that, I feel as though like it's a two-sided, like it's a two-sided street. Like on one hand, they should be paying her because at the end of the day, people are gonna to wanna to watch it because she's hosting right. it. But then on the other hand, it's like they're not really gonna have that much revenue coming in because it's a, it's the setback of the, all the people who were paid to go to the Grammys and all the like all of everything, like all the money they'll make like from that. So I definitely see like both sides. Right. To be honest, I don't know why if it even gets to that far. How about just not, if they're not making enough money, as you said, I didn't even think about that. If they're not making enough, how about just not having the Grammys this year? Or just not broadcast it? Just announce the awards at this point. But Mm -hmm. like, you still want to try and do it. All right, do it. But I'm saying y'all want to host Viola Davis. Yeah, I'm saying Viola Davis is a huge fucking star. I mean, movies and awards she's won and she's up there, up there. So for her to Um, not for her to not get paid for an event like that is ridiculous. No, 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 no. That's two different things. I was saying Tiffany Haddish was um oh. they asked her and they said they weren't gonna pay her. 
But then the whole CEO of the Grammys like came back was like apologized because he said it was like the um manager, like the artist manager's fault or whatever. So that was one thing. And then I said that Viola Davis said in the interview that she does get paid the same as like white white female actresses in her same category, like Mel Streep and like other people like that. Yeah, I feel like if I feel like it's kind of obvious that there is some like race prejudice in the system, but no one there's there's no change for some reason. They don't. And yeah, they don't talk about it. Yeah, and some people that like the very little people that do uh, like look the very like low amount of people that do speak on it, they I don't feel like they're really heard. Like right. for what's going on? I heard y'all seen what happened to Nick Cannon. He took he said one thing man, up while and out it's over. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Oh, yeah. And it was, I think that was on the, like, if not the biggest show on MTV. Yeah, right. it was the or longest, one of the longest, one of the longest reigning shows. Really? On mm. MTV. Yeah, it was one of the longest reigning yeah. shows. Like, these yeah, guys think, sure. all the, like, you know, like, all the teen moms and stuff, how that come and go, and, like, how Rob Durdick was on there for a little bit, but then that died, stuff like that. But throughout, they, I think they was on, like, almost 20 seasons or something like that. Like, it was, a, like, a lot of seasons they had on, they always... You know, like had somebody new on there, so I could see right. where that was like. I mean, and wow, and that paid the way for a lot of people. A yeah, lot that's of a lot of oh, yeah, definitely. Like Vine, old Vine stars, Instagram people, like got them. Right, right. Movies people now. that came yeah. from people that came yeah. from nothing. They on movies now, making money. Bro, like DC, like DC Young Fly on there. Yeah, the eighty five. Yeah, yeah, eighty five. Right. Yeah, well, all them together. So. Right. And B Simone is doing good. Shout out to B Simone, by the way. If y'all ain't watch her, if y'all ain't watch what she posted the other day about manifesting love, y'all not woke. Y'all should not be on Instagram if y'all ain't see what she said. That was beautiful. But um, that was good. Speaking of yeah, but speaking of um, <laughs> we going we going to move on to the next topic. Um, one of the biggest stereotypes that um I think we should talk on is the stereotype of the angry black woman. Um, a lot of people. A lot of people see African American women as angry or like, like when they get upset. Apparently, it's so huge of a thing that apparently we're not even allowed to get upset. Like a lot of people hide their black people hide their emotions because of how other people view them, and I think that's not fair. Karens can snap off and no one say nothing, but when an angry black woman get upset because somebody fucking fucking I don't know did something to their kid, it's a it's a huge thing. They're gonna press charges, do all this absurd shit. So I just want to know what y'all think. Like, what do y'all think about the angry black woman stereotype? I know Kayana got something to say. She's smiling already. <laughs> um, like I've never been called like the angry black woman, but I feel like a yeah. lot of times I go to a school of predominantly white girls. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of times I don't wanna how to because I, I can get feisty. I feel like I'm pretty calm right now, but like I do know when the, you know, and yeah. I feel like I don't wanna like do too much or yell too loud. Or if I had to think about those type of things, because I feel like that stereotype will I will be labeled that stereotype right away. Because exactly. oh, she's mad, she's angry, she's I don't like the bitter stuff. Like, you know, they're quick to call us bitter if we express express our opinions about anything. They're quick to call us mad. And it's just like, but it was it's the same thing if you it would be the same thing if a white girl did it, but she wouldn't be called angry. See, they think it's cute when they do it. I don't understand. So mm-hmm. It's kind of just another double standard, like another, oh, if a white girl does it, it's cute. If a black girl does it, you know, she's angry, she's bitter, she's miserable. So, you know. 
It's the usual. What you got, T? You smiling too? Yeah, bro. It's definitely like, I definitely can see where she's coming from. And I feel as though that's not even just, like, it's definitely a double standard for African-American women. But I feel like that's just for African-Americans just in general. Because I've been around, like, I've been to, like, a lot of different places. Not even, like, not even just for school, like, for football. When you go to different camps and stuff like that. You like like you know emotions running high because it's a sport. Mm-hmm. So you right. feel like some can happen or like some could go and you could like snap out. But for me, snapping out, oh I get I'm about they about to throw me out the game, they about to do this, do that in the third. But then when it's them, like it's just like nothing happened. So right. I feel as though it's just a I feel as though it's just a simple fact of like when we get upset, I feel as though when we as African Americans get upset, they know that that's why then we would like we're gaining more power because now that we're upset, we're gonna try to like figure out how what to do in order to to change what's going on or what like what's right. causing us to get upset. But I feel as though when like other people like Caucasian people get upset, they are they wanna uh they wanna complain about it and stuff like that. So I feel it's like the big difference between people who complain about it and with people who gonna do something about it. So I feel as though they're more afraid of us when we get upset because they feel that we're gonna do something about it. So they're right. afraid of how we're gonna react to certain things. And a lot of times it don't like it don't even be that deep. Like I can get upset and then be like, all right, like you mean brush it off, and then everybody be like, right. oh my god, what are you gonna do? So I feel like that's I feel like this uh, that's another thing. Like you just got under they they don't understand where you coming from. I feel as though before they can even try to understand, they gonna get scared. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of bad that exactly what like T said. If he was going to uh, like a, a football game or anything like that and wild out, but uh, like a white kid did it, they would be it would be looked at as different. And I feel like people are taught at like at a young age that that's the case, and I feel like that's like that's kind of bad that like African American parents like black my black moms and dads have to teach their young kid that like just listen if you if you snap out versus like this uh white kid snaps out there's probably gonna be two different results and the worst right. results probably gonna be on your side just because of the color of your skin I feel like that's like something really wrong in America that that's how it has to be like people have to like parents live in fear when they some of the times when their kids go out just because not that their kid is a bad kid or doing anything, but just because of the color of their skin and how other people react to the color of their skin, not because they're doing anything, but just because of like who they are in general. So that's yeah, it's a big problem. Um, I just want to piggyback off of what both of y'all said because I thought about like back to like police brutality and how like they see us as a like like they see our skin color as a weapon like right away we don't have to do anything we don't have to say anything they just automatically see us as a threat and it um goes back to like like you know we can't get mad we can't get angry or we'll be labeled like you know like like oh like they're angry they're mad they're this they're that when it's not that we're just passionate you know and it's just like they see us as a threat right away like just our skin color alone you know, so. Yeah, that's that's a big favorite. Like, I feel like a lot of people get, like, anger and passion mixed up, especially, like, sports or just other stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. Just because a kid might seem real angry that he lost. Not not because he's, like, just an asshole or he's a sore loser. Like, he's passionate about what he's done for working for what he's done. And, right. like, it's looked at yeah. as something else to the public when it's really not that. Yeah, and I, just, and I feel like it's the same thing with, like, when somebody be like, oh, he, all you want to do when is argue, all you want to do is argue, but sometimes it's not an argument, it's just a debate. Me right. and you got two, exactly. me and you coming yeah. from two different standpoints, and I feel as though this is what's happening, and you feel as though, like we just not going to agree. Um, I think it sucks because it's, I feel like it's apparent now 
than it was ever that we live in two different worlds of America. And it sucks that I feel like for us, there's different rules than white people. And the fact that we had to check our emotions at the door with anything, because anything could pop off, is, 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 is scary. You know, it hurts. It hurts to say that I've been living in this world for 19 years now, and it's still kind of scary to go outside sometimes, because you never know what the hell could happen. And we could be doing something as simple as driving on the highway, and uh, we could, that could be, that could be the last time I see my friends right then and there. Because nowadays, they don't even, I don't feel like they don't even care to arrest my fucking no more. You answer the, you you look at them wrong, you answer the wrong question, it's over. Yeah, and then yeah. just to say what they say, I remember at one point during the election, like, because I know I go to Shippensburg, and it's like, even though it's like it's a lot of African American kids that go up there, it's still like the town surrounding it is like a, a like a basically predominantly white town. So I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, like, even though I feel as though Joe Biden is going to win, and that's like, that's who I'm voting for, I feel as though, like, damn, like, if he do win, there's going to be a lot of repercussions to when he wins. And I feel as though it's sad that somebody should just have to go through all this stuff just because of what they believe in. So even if it's just not like about black or white or if it's about religion or something like that, I feel as though nobody should have to be scared or nervous to 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 speak out about what they believe in or make known like how they feel about a certain subject. And then they shouldn't be hazed for it. As y'all know, African-American women are very, very strong-minded, strong-willed, and if anything, they will do shit on their own if necessary. And most African-American women raise their kids by them damn selves. They raise the kids, cook for the kids. Even if they have a man, sometimes they still feel like they're doing a show on their own. So I know in my eyes, what I think, because I was raised by my mom. I mean, my dad was there too, but I was raised by my mom. I'm gonna be honest. Um, What do y'all think about African-American moms? Besides every other mom in America, since so there is to me, there's a difference. But what do y'all think about it? They're superheroes. Simple. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I wrote down a little bit of stuff. But I never look at the stuff when I write stuff down. But like, I'm more so was just saying like we're superheroes. Like, there's superheroes. They're nurt- natural born nurturers. I feel like you know whenever. I, I came across a lot of like black moms, not just my own, but just black moms in general, where if they felt like a kid didn't have what they needed or they saw a kid didn't have this, didn't have that, they would try to make it their business. Even though that's not their child, they would still try to make it their business to make sure they had what they needed. Like whether it's like on a basketball team, on a football team, soccer team, like if they see yeah. a kid don't got what they got, they need, then they'd be like, okay, let me figure this out. Let me, and it's not that it's not their child, you know, they just feel like it's always their business to make sure that a kid has what they has what they need. And that's I feel like it's really important. So yeah, and I, and, go ahead, Sean. Uh, uh, well basically like I was I was raised by like my mom and my dad. They both did right. like equal stuff. But since we're just talking mm-hmm. about the like moms right now, like I really like respect my mom because like she she gave me the like the love I needed but also the discipline I needed too. Like just and like how to think about certain things, how to go about certain situations. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be how I like, I want to have the mental I have, or like, I wouldn't be as woke as I am today if I wasn't with her, like my mom like, and my dad, too. But we're just talking about the mom right now. But like, like I feel like they're underappreciated a lot of the times because, especially like single moms. And I know, like, uh, Zay's mom, like, oh, she's awesome. She raised like him and like his siblings and stuff like that. 
And like, I don't know, like, teach mom or your mom like that, but I bet, like, they're, like, awesome, too. I mean, my grandma raised my mom, so it was, like, I feel like they're just really underappreciated because you got to think about it. You got your mom and you got your grandma. She raised your mom, and she had a mom that raised her. So, like, it's not just – you never really got just one mom. There's more than one mom yeah. in your life over at all times. Yeah. And then, like, they go up, go up for what Sean said. I just feel as though, like, Everybody know, everybody, you know, in the cast know how I feel about my mom. Like, my mom, like, my best friend. So, growing up, it wasn't never, like, even when my pop wasn't around, it was never, like, anything was missing. And my mom always played mm-hmm. that dual role, like, right. anything that I needed, like, all the football games, basketball games, I mean, soccer games, anything, anything that, like, she need, I needed to do. Like, she made sure I was there. So, it was, like, I feel, and then, like, it was the type where the block I grew up on, any, just, any female out there that see little kids, like, like even me. Like, you're doing something bad. Make sure they correct you right then and there. Yo, stop doing that. Stuff like that. Like, just growing up in the community. Like, women are, got, have, like, are basically the backbone of the African-American community, but they just take so much heat for certain stuff that, it, like, a lot of males and other races don't even understand, like, what, they, like, what they're doing. Like, a lot of the stuff that they go through, just the, like, the, the tribulation that they go through just in life in general, starting from young. And then try and make come out and become an adult and make a name for themselves. That's already like they done fought damn near a whole lifetime for other people. And they just like 23 or something like that. Like it's a lot of stuff that you gotta go through that build them up. And then when they do enter motherhood, they already like, like she said, like uh, are born nurturers. So once they get into that, you know, that realm and stuff like that, they're already ready to go. So I feel that that's why they're so strong and that's so they had a drive that a lot of people don't have. Um, anybody got nothing to say about this? Shout out to all you African American moms out there because definitely. y'all are women, y'all are strong, y'all definitely are superheroes. My grandma paid for Catholic school all my life, and she's I'm finally paying for Catholic school for myself in college, and I feel good. I'm, I'm gonna get her. I got I got some of her. I got some of her. Definitely no cap. But, uh, shout, out to, shout out to Rhonda, yo. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Rhonda. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Rhonda. <laughs> But um, earlier in the episode, we was talking about how our angry black women, um, who are not really angry at all, they're just highly upset, but they, you know, they're stereotyped, they kick it up a notch. Um, we want to talk about the celebrities now. Um, I'm talking about your Cardi B's, your Megan Thee Stallion's, even your Nicki Minaj's back then. Um, these were these are women that were bold and who wanted to express themselves through their own music and to this day are still like, you know, labeled as bad people. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody listens to WAP, right? Everybody heard this song. When you first heard it, it was like, what the fuck is this? But then you say, you listen to it a few more times, this shit kind of grew. You like, you start seeing it a little bit in your head and stuff. So it's like, it's a vibe, you know what I'm saying? But my thing is, why do y'all think immediately that people think, why do y'all, why do y'all think immediately people think like, this is bad, like this is wrong. Because obviously the lyrics, obviously the lyrics are a little a little too much, you know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. you know, obviously the lyrics are a little too much. But do y'all think people should be more bold like that? You think African-American women should be more bold about their music and stuff like that? Or do y'all think that they should keep shit like that to themselves? Throw that sauce on the table, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like me personally, I feel as though like, Every like I said earlier, everybody does what they do, but they had to take that jump first. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, like the city girls, 
caught the wave. Now they like mm-hmm. then they, they rode their wave and now they still doing what they are. You now Cardi right. B found her like and I feel as though the the explicitness of the music is to those people in that age group. So therefore, as a parent, if you allow your child to listen to WAP or listen to Megan Thee Stallion or listen to City Girl stuff like that, and they start to like like that music, that's not the artist's fault. The artist's right. job is to get on the radio and and to get shows and do tours, stuff like that. That's their job. They're doing their job. You're not doing your job as a parent. If you feel as though, oh my God, this music is too vulgar. It's teaching young ladies this, this, and the third. But at the end of the day, that the artist used to be a young lady herself. So growing up, she went through things and that's what she feels though. Like that's what she want to put in the music and then everybody like it. So why, why not what she's doing to put money in her pocket and put food in front of her family to say, oh, oh this is bad for the children. So I feel as though like that, like Cardi B, everybody, I feel like they should keep doing what they're doing, keep running it up. Like, yeah, I feel like they shouldn't be able to say nothing to her about that because, like, people glorify rappers who talk about killing people and it's like sad. selling right. drugs exactly. and all that. So, if she wants to rap about her WAP, I mean, I don't know if she got WAP or not, but <laughs> if she want to rap about her WAP, I don't think you're gonna find out. I'm gonna just say that name. <laughs> Cardi B, we ain't gonna talk on. We ain't gonna speak on it. That's that's all. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> what they mean? Uh, no, listen, you don't know what my connection is. That's, oh, I, I must not know. know. I don't no. know. No, not at all. That's federal, bro. That's federal, bro. Federal. Chill, chill, But basically, like, she should be able to do what she wants and not be looked at any different than a male rapper talking about that. Like, people love like. Actually, I'm not gonna throw names, but like, regardless, rappers talk about like male rappers talk about whatever they want, bro. Bro, they talk about like, like uh, drug killing, like you mean good down hundred different, like hundred different girls. Mom, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, the they did criticize, yeah, and they criticized Cardi B like a, a lot because she dropped that song. But it was like people have been doing worse stuff for like years since music came out. I don't. Why is there a double standard for women when they want to do that? They don't. I feel like people don't like when women are confident in their sexuality. Like you know, Mm. men will talk all day about what they like and what they don't like, and they constantly talk about how they don't like their girl on Instagram doing this, doing that. Okay, but you like Cardi B. You like what she does on in the videos and whatnot. Okay, you like that, but you don't want she can't do that though. Your girlfriend can't do that, but you like that. And you you like the videos, you like the Instagram models, you like all of that, but you don't she can't do that though. But you like that though. So which like I don't understand. And I feel like that's where double standards come in because like you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. You you can't like this, but you oh I, you can't do that though. But you right. like that though. She preaching though. Be honest, be honest, fellas. Preaching, a girl, a girl, yeah. a girl approaches. Hey, bro. She, she, this is the biggest joint though. A girl approaches. She be like, she got twelve bodies. She got all the qualities she like, but that twelve <laughs> bodies going, them twelve <laughs> bodies going diminish your confidence. That shit, huh? That shit, ah, oh, you over there? Y'all, ah, y'all. That's tough, bro. That's tough. Bro. That's tough. That's tough. I'm saying, on, that's... don't do that to me. Don't do that to me on a podcast. That's tough. What's tough? <laughs> no, what's tough? That. No, what's tough? Talk about it. That's Talk tough. about it. I feel as though, like me, I mean, personally, I feel as though, like you said with the whole Instagram thing, that's is a difference simply because when she posts stuff like that, she gains attention. She got a blue check. So at the end of the day, if she posts something on Instagram, like a picture, and then right after that, she posts, oh, I just dropped the video on YouTube. 
Everybody that's seen that picture is going to go to YouTube and watch it. So at the end of the day, there's a filter of people that go to her page every day and be like, turn on the notification. And as soon as she drops something, go right to YouTube and get views. You you post a picture like that in your bikini. Nobody is about to go to YouTube and search nothing up. So therefore, <laughs> you talking. Like, so, so you're saying, you, you saying she, okay, the Instagram model is doing it for a check and your yeah. girl not. It's for free. So you saying exactly. if it's for free, no me. Exactly. Okay, it's for so, free, it's not for me. Okay, for me. so if it's for OnlyFans, because she gets money for that, what does that mean? Oh, no, you started OnlyFans. What you starting OnlyFans? It's something called a job. You mean <laughs> writing, shop You mean you could <laughs> go get that. Did you just say, no, I'm just trying to see where you hit it, because you just said, oh, like, the Instagram model, she's not doing it for free. Okay, so if you're, if, if you know, you talk to this girl, she do OnlyFans. That's not for free. I'm just saying. Exactly. I'm just trying to see. What but you, the same I'm money that you see. make, it depends on how much she making on OnlyFans. Oh, bro. okay. How you going to know? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Get a job. You get a job. UPS okay. making sixteen dollars an hour, sweetheart. You get a UPS <laughs> job. But she was the same one, like. But she was the same one, like, oh, if it's for free, what you say? What was the little? It was. It was. It rhymed for me. If it's for free, it's not for me. Okay then, but that's not for free. So what that mean? To me, you still you still exposing yourself for bread. But you just said. But you just said. You might as well go to Magic City. You might as well go to Magic City. What you going to do? If you really gonna go out, you might as well go all up. At the end of the day, if you're not doing nothing big, go get a job. You posted something. You posted on your OnlyFans the same thing you post on your close friends, sweetheart. That's cheating. You can't do that. Mm. Like, you, can't, mm. you can't do that. Mm. You already selling something that people already seen. Cheating. Now you now he man. You're you selling, you reselling like, it. Exactly. That's that's false oh, advertisement. It's coming off. Yeah, it's coming it's called what? That's that's false advertisement. You sell oh, something that somebody seen. Exactly. Somebody seen that for free on your close friends. Now you gonna post it on OnlyFans because it's thirteen dollars now. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm a, I'm gonna ask my Do you know? Do you know some boys it, like uh Pilar, she like like real known and Philly. She used to make people pay for her close friends and they used to really do it. And I don't, they know, used to I don't do understand it. why. I don't understand why. What you paying for that for? Like you nope. paying for like come on now. I'm not about to do that. What? Listen, Listen, to each your own. I'm, I'm just not trying to knocking pick your nobody. Brain. Though. I'm just trying to pick your I'm brain. Not, I definitely see where you coming from. I definitely see where you coming from. But I'm just saying, like for all the guys, any boy that watched this, you out here paying for OnlyFans, and this females out here willing to let me go that way with you for free. You tripping? You they like, down I don't bad. Know what's going on that's you. all it is. You definitely, you definitely down, down bad. Definitely you, down you, bad. <laughs> Definitely down bad. Money, money, money. Yeah, we see the same thing. Definitely down bad, bro. Right, please. I mean, I got me, you, know, you could get a Netflix account or something, bro. You could go get a Hulu account. You paying that to see her? Come on now. Hey, He's already having Netflix. I'm friends. worried if he don't have one already. I'm just saying. Know. Apparently, oh. apparently, he don't. He got tired of fucking watching the thing. There's a problem if he don't. Yeah. He don't need to be paying for OnlyFans if he don't got a Netflix mm. account. But that's just me, though. That's definitely. Just, you, you got the wrong priorities. You you got you got it. You got it messed up. You you not. He's not using Netflix the right way. Obviously, he's not using Netflix the right way. He ain't yeah. earned nothing from chill. He can't. He his, his money going through the roof. Right. But listen, talking spit yeah. still still supports OnlyFans and close. We friends. definitely support it, but don't. Do you really? Yeah, I, he's not. I didn't say I supported any of that. I'm just was trying to pick you your brain. It? I didn't say I don't do like. 
That ain't my this business. My... Let me tell you like that. That's not my <laughs> that ain't business. Not my bad. Not my bad. Not my barbecue. Not my barbecue. Mm-hmm. My, the, my name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. So I don't so do that. I'm, stuff, I'm so. trying to pick your brain. You, you don't. You don't I just said it. Yeah, you also. I feel like do what you choose. That's what? it. That's all I have. Do what that's you choose. Yeah. Like that's Straight not right my business. Question, like, that, is that not like an easy? Is that like not? Is that not like an easy way? Like only fans. Of course, you can make money from like that because there's <clears> always guys that want to see something like that. But if you could go easily go out and apply for a job and like do money like that and keep your clothes on, why wouldn't you want to do that? I feel like it's kind of like, like with people, some people like fast money, stripping fast money for people. If you want fast money, they going to look to stripping. If you want a nine to five, you're going to get paid. What will we get for minimum wage? Seven dollars? Like depending on your age, like when I worked at Burger King, how much did I get? Like eight dollars maybe? I don't know. But that's what I'm talking about. Some people want fast money. Some people want to get a nine to five. It's kind of just whatever you choose, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. My name been a night in it because I'm gonna do it. So not everybody can be a stripper. So right. take that advice. Not all <laughs> y'all should take... be out here stripping. <laughs> no, <Nah>, some <laughs> of y'all advice. should go take that nine to five and, and leave Magic City. Definitely don't <laughs> oh, go down here. Don't know how the hell we got here, but the double standard, <laughs> the double standard. No, this is what we, this is what we do. We supposed to be spinning. That was nice. That was good. Kind of tease. So you did have nice. it. Oh, and you had it on the um. You didn't I have, did have that double thing, standard. but you had yeah. double standards. You had body count on there. We we kind of mm-hmm. went through that. I peeped that you kind of, you know, went in that direction. I saw that. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I try. I try. Okay. 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 I mean, like that. Oh, we've been <laughs> on here for hours. We've been on here for hours talking about that. What? And this is why. This is why. Body count. This is why. This is why. Mm-hmm. This is why. It's why I planned it. That's why I structured it. I seen body. I Still seen the people. That's a double that's standard double, too, though. Definitely not a double standard at all. Body whoa, count, whoa, 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 not a double whoa, 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 standard. Whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a double standard at all. A body count, mm-hmm. not a double standard. Listen, listen. Before can we I get into this, so, I got. Hold on, guys. Before we get into this, I felt <laughs> like bo- body count was a double standard at a certain point in my life. Now, I don't give a fuck. When I was younger, if you was, I was 16 and your girl came and you had 12 from the- Okay, but up, she's 16 though. Like, that's what I'm saying. On. That's a, that's a <laughs> wolf. That's a big wolf for me. I feel like immature people see it as a double standard now. I feel like everybody on this cast at least has come to a point where we've seen or we've been in a situation like that and we looked at it and was like, okay, if she does have a certain amount of body, it doesn't really matter because not everybody got some skeletons in their closet, whether it's sex, whether it's something they did in their past. Everybody got some dark secret that we don't want people to fucking find out about. And I feel like you should, you can't judge people off of what they used to be. Because if that were the case, then a lot of people wouldn't be where they are now. Right. If, I, if like, like, there's a lot of sick people out there, don't get me wrong. But if you see somebody trying to be something they used to be that was really bad and they really trying to change their ways and really be something better than what they used to be, that's somebody that's trying. And I want to get them yeah. like that oh, effort. Yeah. At least they try you give yeah. that effort. To I change. like yeah I'm saying I like I like effort. I like effort. It, it, it goes to show me that you're trying to be something better than what you used to be. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um you're welcome. We really appreciate you having us on here. Guys thank this is this is the last episode we're doing for February. Thank you guys really? so much for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to um 
our quotes we've been doing, the episodes we've been posting, the Valentine's Day episode, um, to all the Black history people out there who support this month. Shout out to y'all for tuning in. All African Americans out there, shout out to y'all. Black is power. Mm. Talking spit appreciates all you guys. I'm Zay, and this has been Talking Spit. We out. Yes, sir. We out.